Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. If you'd like to contact us, contact us at info at CheyenneVineyard.com. You can also find out more information about the Cheyenne Vineyard Church at CheyenneVineyard.com. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. I, I just want to declare something to this neighborhood that Jesus is the king and his kingdom has come and his kingdom is at hand. It's so close they can reach out and touch it. And Lord, uh, we just speak life over this neighborhood. We know that you have brought us here with purpose in mind. And we thank you that we're, we're ready for this next stage of the journey. So lead us, empower us by your Spirit. For the glory of your Son. And Lord, bless your people here this morning. Minister to our hearts, the depths of who we are. In Jesus' name. So my, my plan, tentative as it may be, was to continue in Deuteronomy chapter 12 this morning. And I, I think that is what the Lord wants to do. Uh, we're going to worship some more at the end because this message is quite a bit about worship. Uh, <clears throat> people wonder why there isn't much teaching in the New Testament about worship, and that's because most of it's already in the Old Testament. So, I'm, I'm going to share some of the things, or some things, that the Lord spoke to me through this passage back in 1996. But there's also some more things that he has just recently uh, brought to light as I've uh, been in this passage for a while. So I, I want to start by reading part of Deuteronomy 12 and then uh, look at what the Lord is is saying to us because there, there are really some keys to uh, <clears throat> spiritual life in this passage that we're going to look at today, some, some real keys to spiritual growth and getting to where God wants us to be. This is so weird being up so high. <laughs> so, so far away. <laughs> I want to go down there. Uh, 
So Deuteronomy 12, starting in verse 1, these are the decrees and laws you must be careful to follow in the land the Lord, the God of your fathers, has given you to possess as long as you live in the land. Destroy completely all the places on the high mountains and on the hills and under every spreading tree where the nations you are dispossessing worship their gods. Break down their altars, smash their sacred stones, burn their Asherah poles in the fire, cut down the idols of their gods, and wipe out their names from those places. You must not worship the Lord your God in their way, but you are to seek the place the Lord your God will choose from among all your tribes to put his name there for his dwelling. To that place you must go. There, bring your burnt offerings and sacrifices, your tithes and special gifts, what you have vowed to give, and your freewill offerings, and the firstborn of your herds and flocks. There, in the presence of the Lord your God, you and your families shall eat and shall rejoice in everything you have put your hand to, because the Lord your God has blessed you. You are not to do as we do here today, everyone as he sees fit, since you have not yet reached the resting place and the inheritance the Lord your God is giving you. But you will cross the Jordan and settle in the land the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance, and he will give you rest from all your enemies around you so that you will live in safety. That's, that's as far as we'll go right now. So, <clears throat> there were a couple things that the Lord really spoke to me a long time ago out of this passage that are really appropriate for today. He said that we, we had a, a misplaced emphasis on places of worship and that they can be idols. <laughs> so, you know, it's so interesting to me that we're at this part of the passage this morning. <laughs> As... Uh, you know, I, I know most of you, and, and I felt the same way. I, I loved being in, in that building. And, and we were truly blessed to be there. And Gordon blessed us in, in a huge way. And uh, the, the offering that, that he made to the Lord to, to make that place for us is not, not forgotten. Uh, but the Lord did not want our identity to be tied in a place. He, he wants our identity to be tied to a person, and that, that person is, is Jesus Christ. Um, was I supposed to dismiss the kids? Why don't you just stay?
today. <clears throat> so that was that was part of it. Uh, but but this is a very nice place that he he's given us, and and I, I thank him for speaking to us this morning. And I I thank him for coming here with his presence. Because if if he didn't do that, then I don't know what we'd do. (laughs) We'd have to go look for wherever he was (laughs) if he wasn't here. (laughs) Because we wouldn't be staying here, I'm telling you that. But one thing that that the Lord spoke to me, and I shared a little bit about this, I think a week or two ago, was uh, a lot of people in our culture, especially a lot of Christians, they they think that going to a place on on Sunday is is the primary place of worship. And home is is to be our, our primary place of worship. Home, home is, is to be a, a place of the presence of God as well, as, as this. And that's, that's what the Lord desires, because he, he desires to dwell with us all the time, not just once in a while. So that's really important. But, um, <clears throat> you know, as, as I was meditating on the first part of this passage uh, that ends in, in verse 4, you must not worship the Lord your God in their way. Um, see, they, the people that they were displacing out of the land, they were worshiping demons. Uh, there, there is only one true God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the Bible, uh, and He is the one we worship. Those who worship anyone else or anything else are are worshiping demons. They're they're worshiping spirits, created things. Even if they're worshiping the earth, there's there's an element of uh, demonic worship that is involved in that. And when when you're worshiping some someone or something that is is basically evil at the core, uh, your your worship is is all about appeasement. Because that God that you're worshiping, if you're not worshiping the true God, is out to get you and, and, and wants to do you harm. And, and so the, the people of the land, they, they had developed all, all these practices to, to pacify, <laughs> appease these, these evil gods. So, so that they, they would have rain, they, they would have crops, they, they would have food to eat, that 
hoping that, that they would have peace and not war and life and, and not death. And their, their worship of these demons uh, took on some really hideous forms, uh, like sacrificing their children uh, and all manner of sexual practices that opened these people up to greater and greater demonic oppression. And, and that, that was the situation uh, that they were heading into. Because this had been going on for generations. It had actually been going on for hundreds of years. We remember the Lord's covenant with Abraham and how he even told Abraham that, you know, at 400 years later, your, your offspring are going to come out of Egypt and they're actually going to possess this land because the, the sins of the Amorites have, have not yet fully uh, come to be, have not reached their full manifestation. So the worship of, of the true God in, instead of being to appease or, or pacify uh, a mean, evil being, the worship of the true God is, is to bring us into greater freedom, bring us in, into greater reality of of life greater reality of who we are and greater deeper understanding of who he is there there is no appeasement involved because he he is completely good and his desires for us his people are are completely good he, he truly wants what is best for us. But yet, there, there are a lot of people, and I, I would say a lot of Christians in, in churches this morning, who approach the Lord to appease him, to, to do something for him, so that he will not strike them with a lightning bolt, he will not make them lose their job, will not make them any manner of bad things that, that might happen. And, and, and the Lord is saying, don't worship me that way. Don't approach me that way. Uh, be, because I am not like that. Uh, approach me as a loving father who, who wants to reveal myself to you more and more. Uh, one who, who actually... Uh, wants to interact 
in worship, heart to heart. And it's, it's, it's interesting to me to, uh, to go back to 1996 and that solemn assembly that we had way back then and, and to see how that launched Joy and I into a worship journey. Because it was... It was truly in worshiping God and and finding a different way to worship Him that we were transformed, changed from from the inside out. See, because I really think a lot of my own worship before 1996 was the type that I'm saying we should not do. I, I think a lot of it was, in, it involved just a, a, a rote traditional practice uh, that had little meaning. It, it, it had no heart-to-heart connection that, that was meaningful, uh, I, I would go to church, and I, I mean, I was a leader in the church. I, we went every Sunday, and we served, and we, we, we did all the things that, that we were supposed to do, but, but my life was my own. And I didn't really know there was another way. And, and it, was, it was in true worship that I, I really began to know the Lord. Not, not know of Him or about Him, but began to understand deep within me who He was. And... See, what, what the Lord desires um, from us, his people, is he, he desires a vulnerability in worship that the people who were in the land who were worshiping demons, they would, that was anathema to them, that that was completely out, outside of the grid of possibility in, in worship. Uh, you, you approach these, these gods with a little g uh, to, to try to get them to either do something good for you or not to do something bad for you, but they're, they're, there's, there's zero relationship. It's, it's something else. And, and there, there, there is no possibility, no opportunity, no desire for any kind of vulnerability with, with these gods because they, they are bad. And, 
And the belief is that they want bad for you. So you've got to do something so they don't do bad to you, they'll do it to somebody else. It wasn't quite as religious as, as you. <laughs> but, see, that, that's the difference between our God and all of the others. Because all the others are, are really like that. They, they, they are deep down at, at the core evil and desiring the destruction of their most faithful practitioners and, and leading them in, into more, more and more bondage. But our God, who, who says you in verse 4, you must not worship the Lord your God in, in their way. We, we must come to our God real. Not, not pretending uh, to have it all together. And that, that's kind of where I was last night. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can do this. I, <laughs> in fact, I'm pretty sure I can't. Uh, and fortunately, with our God, I didn't have to. He, he would rise up within me and do what I can't. Because he, he is that personal and, and that real. And, and so the destruction of, of all these uh, idols and places of idol worship and, and all that... Uh, it symbolizes some some things that have to be destroyed within us. Because deep deep within most of us still there there is a, a desire to get God to do what we want. Yes, I said that. And, and that is their way. It, that's not his way. Because the goodness of, of our God is, is about him getting us to the place where we just want what he wants. And if, if we're still focused on getting God to do what we want, then we have a ways to go in this worship journey. Because it, it really is in worship that our hearts are changed and, and that this, this alignment begins to take place.
because it, it, it requires, for, for our heart to be changed in, in worship, it, it has to be opened. Even, even here, this morning, uh, the presence of the Lord was powerful. But you, you can... <laughs> you, you can close yourself off from it. Because the, the Holy Spirit is, is a complete gentleman. And, and he won't force himself... On, on to anyone who doesn't want him. But it's, it's, that, it's that real vulnerability that, that the Lord really desires from us in, in our worship. There's, I mean, it's, it's a conscious act on, on our part when we're worshiping to, and, and I, I don't know exactly how this happens, but I know that it can and doesn't always happen, where you, you shift from singing songs to worshiping. And it is a conscious choice that, and it has to happen every time. It, there's there's an invitation that that His presence brings. That okay, I'm I'm here, and I want to interact with you. And. And the thing is, he, he wants us to, to bring him our, our love and, and our appreciation for, for who he is and, and for how he has blessed us. And, and when, when, we, when we make that shift... To, to vertical mode and and we we give him what what he desires from us we we always always every time without fail get more than we give when when we truly worship god we, we, we give our, our love to him, heart to heart. Spirit to spirit. Then, then we get more than we give. And, and, and here, this, this is a, another part, another aspect of, of this. Jesus, in his interaction with that Samaritan woman at the well, he, he said that the Father is seeking true worshipers. 
who will worship him in spirit and in truth. And, and that, that statement is like the fullness of what I'm talking about. Because we're, we're not to worship in, in the way that the other people worship, the people who worship someone other than God. We're not to worship in their way. Their way involved the body and the soul. It never involved the spirit, the, the depth, the deepest place of, of our being. And it, it wasn't about truth. It, it was about fear. And it was about being more religious than the next guy. Because if you could just, it's kind of like, you know, if, if you're backpacking in bear country and you, you want to pick your companion carefully, someone you can outrun. <laughs> because you, you never have to outrun the bear, you, you only have to outrun the other guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so, so sure about that with you and me, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, that, that's, it, it's kind of the picture of, of religious worship. If, if you can just be more religious than the next guy, then the bad thing will happen to him and not to you because you, you beat him in, in some weird kind of religious way. <laughs> but, see, our, our God is unlimited, and, and, and he wants to bless all of us, and, and there, there's, no, uh, there's no scarcity in, in his economy, uh, and there's there's plenty for all of us who will who will worship him in in spirit and reality but we we have to to get to worshiping in spirit and truth we we have to get beyond our our mind our emotions our our will even because like, like I said, this worship is about getting us to the place where we want him to get what he wants. And, and getting us beyond trying to get him to give us what we want. And the more of us who get to this place of worshiping in spirit and truth, there's enough for all of us. There's, there's, there's no beating anybody out to, to get the little bit that God has to give. There's, he, there's plenty for everybody.
So if, if there's a Sunday and, or a Monday or a Tuesday at your house and <clears throat> you just don't feel like worshiping that day, then get into some of the Psalms and see what David did. Soul, bless the Lord. <laughs> and worship your way out of it. Worship your way out of a bad place into a better place. Is when when we're worshiping the true God in spirit and truth, we can it'll only take us to a better place. I think you probably are getting this. Maybe it's time to just do it. Shall we? <laughs> so what I want you to do now as, as we worship some more is uh, find that switch. Okay. That, that takes your, your singing from here to here. And, you know, we, we tell people this, um, or I, I try to tell people this at least once in a while. You know, <clears throat> the, the songs that we do with, with the worship teams, these, these are just aids to help you connect with the Lord. Don't, don't feel like you, you have to be limited to the words that are on the screen. Okay? Because once you make that connection with the Lord, there, there are probably other things that you want to say and need to say, and maybe other things that you even want to sing other than those words. And I, I give you freedom and permission to, to move beyond the words on the screen. And as up here, when we're leading worship, we, we even get off the words once in a while. And that's a good thing. We try to mainly stay on the words because we're, we're here to facilitate a vertical connection for everybody with God. So, Lord, I, I pray you would take us uh, to a, a deeper place of worshiping you, of knowing you, of ministering to you. Um, And Lord, just uh, show us how to open our, our spirit to you and, and worship you in the way that you want to be worshipped from the depth of our being. And Lord, change us as we connect with you.
preface this with, I have part of the word, maybe, and so whoever's out there that might have the rest, please be bold enough to come up. Um, church, you are the head and not the tail. You are on top and never on the bottom. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you, Father, that you are acquiring you are acquiring things for this battle. I thank you, Father, that you have made us the head and not the tail. Father, I thank you for the giftings that are in this place, and I pray, Father, that they would come forth. And we shake off any anything that's holding us back, any sadness in particular, in Jesus' name. I thank you for your people, Lord. That's the rest of that word. that word what the Lord showed me too often we allow ourselves to walk in defeat we allow the devil to control us and to rule over us but Jesus said I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. So if there's an area in your life where the devil's been ruling, tell him it's over. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is King. Jesus will rule and reign and bring his kingdom through us. We are to walk in authority and power. like it was a dirty house that he couldn't see but the fact of the matter is is that he made my heart he made me the way I am and he knows every little 
cell in my body, including my heart. And I know that he thinks I'm worthy. And I think he wants everyone here to know that they're worthy also. I think I got the rest. Fear not, little flock. Be anxious for nothing, but instead seek the Lord with your whole heart. For he who dwells in us richly is far greater than he who dwells in the world. Yes, hallelujah. Praise God. You know, it seems like just yesterday that we were in this place for a few Sundays. L1. And we've come full circle. But look at the people that have come in the meantime. Look at the souls that have been blessed. Look at the friends that have been made and the relationships that have been built. In such a short time, God has great, great things left for this congregation. What a beginning, what a new beginning this is. Amen. up here hearing God talk to me and I'm so excited and I love that the, you shared that sometimes we take the tail in life and I think the biggest thing is we all, every single one of us go through hurts and we go through trials and the weight of this world tears down us on us and we lose our energy and we lose our strength and we think Lord okay well let's just follow the lead and go with that we're just going to follow and let God work that way. And I don't think that's what he wants here. I feel like every single one of us is given specific things in our life to help us. And it's very clear to me from the time I was 10 on up that he has given me experiences that I've gone through to this moment so that I can lead out in his love and I can lead forward. And I can't wait for the people around me to lead me. I have to step out when God tells me to, and each of us does, every single one of us in our gifts. If God tells you to call somebody, if he tells you to step forward, if he tells you to dance, if he tells you to sing, you cannot wait for a leader to tell you, go for it. You need to follow our leader, our God who tells you. And I think that when we do that, then we will truly be ministering and you will see people understand who God really is, how much he loves. But he's not going to be able to do that if you just wait for the leader, for somebody else to show you. You need to step out when God tells you to and you need to use the experiences that you're crushed by and you need to push through that. And guys, you know what that means? That means we put ourselves aside when we're tired and when we're down and we don't feel like it, we choose to be a servant to each other. We choose to serve each other even above our own wants, our own desires and our own strength. We serve because Christ tells us to. People will be reached at that point.
listening to everybody, I, I just, uh, the Lord just kept reminding me the, the importance of hooking arms with people. And I really appreciated the gal that shared, um, she shared about her emotions and how she felt, you know, down. And, and you know, it's, it's hard for us, especially as Wyoming people, to share and to connect with other people and to get real with other people. I think because of the culture that, you know, this is my land, this is my area, and my ranch. And, and so, you know, I really, God just reminded me the importance of us locking arms with, with other families and with other brothers and sisters and, and helping each other. And it's going to be uncomfortable to do that. And uh, the Lord wants us as Wyoming people to do that. And as we do that and walk together, then he's going to bring his power stronger and he's going to help us you know, reach other people because we'll have experience doing that with each other. Then we can reach the lost people that it's going to be even harder for them to share. You know, you know, as, as a man, I look around and I go, man, I got all these problems and, and uh, challenges. And then I, I start talking to other men. I find out they, they have the same challenges that I have, you know, and my wife, you know, she has challenges and there's going to be ladies that have the same challenges she has. So I just want to bring up a word of encouragement to organically, you know, there's not going to be a, a committee of, that's going to do this, but organically reach out to a brother, you know, get their number and have coffee and, and, and uh, be uncomfortable and do that. to close we should stand together and thank the Lord for bringing us here and for the place that he has brought us to spiritually it's interesting noble reminded us uh, our first Sunday morning meeting as, as a church was, was right here <laughs> and there, there aren't very many of us who were <laughs> who are here who were there <laughs> then <laughs> but it's, uh, it's been a journey of preparation in many ways Lord is releasing us now. So just thank the Lord with me.
we ask you to fill us anew with your spirit as you send us out. Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done through us in, in this city for the glory of your son. Amen.